This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. Good morning to you. Welcome into Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Jay White. And I'm here today with our engineer, Java Chapman, uh, trying to hook up with Jeremy Thompson, having some issues getting to him uh, right now. So in the meantime, uh, you can ask me uh, tech questions about uh, Atari, maybe, and I might could answer them. Uh, the number to do that is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. I've uh, got my... Uh, my Linux tab open, ready to answer all your questions about things I don't know anything about. As uh, Java and I joked right before the show came back, we do have some stuff to get into today. Uh, Apple is soon to release uh, two Apple Watches and a new iPad Air. As uh, Apple's getting back into the market here with some new products, and folks are highly anticipating the release of some phones. And the best thing about that is the old stuff, goes down in price just a little bit <laughs> yeah oh no doubt no doubt I, I i uh yesterday on in legal terms or excuse me uh no uh money talks they were talking about um i think it was um a rider who was talking about how he waits until you know they kind of discontinue service on some phones and they go way down in price and that's that's when he swoops in right well that's a, that's a little cuz i <laughs> but to be honest i didn't know that they were about to come out with a new apple watch but i was recently looking at apple watches and i think it's the generation Four, mm-hmm. which is still service, but I think they're on like six or seven now. Mm-hmm. So it's at a and like a hundred dollars or whatever. Not bad at all. And it still has all the functions, you know, that you would want, right? Unless you just want the tip top, brand new, brand new. <laughs> That's true. And I mean, look, if if most of what you get out of your watch is to tell the time, then you're set anyway. But it's more. Does than anybody that. do that anymore? Though <laughs> it's more than that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, yeah, Apple is soon to release uh, uh, two Apple Watches and a new iPad Air, and folks are anticipating a new uh, round of phones to come out uh, some point soon, maybe before the end of this year or early next year. Samsung, not to be outdone, the Galaxy Z Fold 2. I love their naming formatting here. The Galaxy Z Fold 2 sounds like a football play or, I don't know, some kind of tactical uh, branch of the police department, the Z Fold 2 group, released those guys. Yeah, they'll launch on September 18th for a hefty price tag. 
hefty price tag indeed. The Galaxy Team Z Fold 2 better be worth it, the whole group of them. Google says your comb tabs are going to soon load up 10% faster. 10%, I don't know if 10% is worth it. Um, if that will make a big difference, is it still going to uh, devour uh, your memory in spite of loading 10% faster? Google has lots of things to explain to us. I'm currently attempting to make the jump from Chrome to Edge. What uh, is what is Edge? Uh, that's, the, that's Microsoft's new, it's not even really new anymore, Microsoft's browser. The uh, replacement for the uh, the long hated Explorer, the the much maligned. That's all about what happened to Internet Explorer. Uh, it went it went by the wayside. Uh, here comes the nostalgia, Netscape. Netscape, yeah, <laughs> right, Netscape Navigator. Um, yeah, but uh, they're saying they're going to load ten percent faster. Uh, I, I, you know, Chrome because of how much Google is used has gotten so much penetration in the market. I'd love to know how your thoughts about Chrome, if that's the browser you use, if that's the one you work with. And if you've shopped around, are you a Mozilla Firefox user? Have you tried that one? Have you tried? Uh, there's uh, any number of kind of independent uh, browsers that are out there. Opera is one that's gained some traction over the years. Tried that one, used that one a little bit. Uh, but um, one of the things about Edge that made it easier for me to jump the Chrome ship, so to speak, is that Chrome extensions work in Edge. So that's pretty cool. Of course, they they work in Firefox, too. So, but, Well, let me ask this question, because mm-hmm. the one thing that I like about Chrome is no matter what computer I can log into, I still have all of my you know, kind of Chrome settings <laughs> and things like that is the same thing with Edge. Yes, indeed it is. Ah, okay. The in, plot thickens. Indeed it is. But, I mean, it, it, there are ways that you can uh, – what's the word I'm looking for here? You can interact – I mean, you have to use your Microsoft account – uh, as opposed to your Google account that you would do for Chrome. But once logged into your Microsoft account in Edge, you can uh, go log into Google uh, for your Gmail or any type of the G Suite stuff that you use, whether it be the Docs or Sheets, you know, or any of the things that they do. And uh, there you go. You're set. Although you're logged into like 17 different websites. I was just about to say, I can't remember all those passwords, Jay. <laughs> well, just do like me and make them all the same and hope you don't get hacked one day. <laughs> the, the number one rule for hacking. <laughs> Speaking of, and I, I, it's very interesting you mentioned that, and I don't know that this is the case specifically. It's something i got to dig further into. But uh, my debit card has stopped working. And within the week before this had this started over the weekend um and did the, it expire like it expired or i don't, I don't think so I, I need to check that though it just stopped working but it stopped working and the, the poor guy at the service station across the street from my neighborhood <laughs> uh he says uh you know maybe your bank account or something like that and i'm like nah thanks though yeah i know how it works fella but anyway (laughs) but within the week before it stopped working somebody had logged into my evernote which is a paid account with that card as the user 
Now, within a very short amount of time, uh, and I got an email in my Gmail account that, hey, are you trying to get into your Evernote? Which is something that I've, I'm, I'm a pro user. I paid for the pro account, but I don't, I've tried it and eh, I don't really use it much what anymore. What is Evernote? You lost me on that. Oh, so Evernote is uh, kind of like, um, it's kind of like Microsoft Teams to a large extent. I could say, what is Microsoft Teams? But I know, I know what it is, though. <laughs> Folks, here's some inside <laughs> baseball for you here. We, Microsoft Teams has been un, unveiled to the MPB radio crew oh, in the last buddy. two weeks or so. <laughs> and boy, it's like Christmas, you know? It's like they brought in the 85 Chrysler, and we're like, what is this rolling, <laughs> moving automobile thing? But yeah, so it's Evernote is kind of like a version of that and um, a way for for me to keep all of the different work that I do in one place and have it, you know, cloud source so I can get at it anywhere with any of my devices and share it with different people and use different files from different places and have them all stored in one place. And um, yeah, it was accessed from Singapore, which uh, I was like, nah, not me, not me on that one. And uh, I quickly um, went and changed my password and then, went through the painstaking process of setting up um, um, multi-layer authentication. That's what I was just about to put out there, that two-step yeah. authentication mm-hmm. is really a, a game changer. It is. But, I, and again, I don't know if those two things are connected, but it randomly stopped working. So I'm going to oh, have okay. to go get a new bank card. That's fun stuff. So, yeah, there's other stuff coming out. Um, uh, Walmart is trying to undercut Amazon Prime with cheaper subscription services. Uh, Zoom saw revenue quadruple in the second quarter. That's not surprising at all, right? Yeah, don't say. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Uh, Overcast, the uh, pod player, podcast player, uh, their latest beta update tells listeners which podcasts are tracking them. So podcasts can track us now? Podcasts? What are you doing, Joe Rogan? This is big. This is, uh, you know, you try not to go down that rabbit hole, but this is, you know, it's big brother ish. Because your podcast, that should be kind of anonymous listening. Right. I mean, if you use a service, then hey. Right. That's one of those things. If you're on your phone and you download the app, you know, through your phone account, then there you go. They're tracking you. Uh, Some uh, new anti procrastination smart glasses are going to use AI to monitor what you look at all day to try to give you an idea of what it is that keeps you in the way of doing the work you're supposed to be doing. I already know those things. That's why I do it. Uh, but uh, I may try those glasses anyway if they're south of, I don't know, $5,000. And uh, WordPress's founder claims that Apple cut off updates to the WordPress app, which is free, because it wants 30%. Now, this is interesting because it plays into <laughs> – I mean, I haven't followed the story, but it plays into that Fortnite type of deal yeah. where these guys are Apple and uh, – well, they did Google same thing with Google Play, but I guess we're talking about Apple. They're so big and so massive in the marketplace that they're really setting their own rules. If you don't play by our rules, yeah. 
then we will shut you out and there's nothing you can do about it because this is ours. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about that and uh you know last week and I think maybe the week before we touched on a little bit about how for big games and big distributors of games like EA for example and big games like Fortnite they're at the point now where they don't necessarily need Apple and Google's platforms to be a popular game and 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 drive revenue. And so somebody like Fortnite fighting back against Apple and Google for the way that they're using their platforms, it's what you have to hope for because you know, they've got nothing to lose. If you're like a if you're an independent game, I mean, you almost have to have Google and Apple's platforms to try to distribute and market your game and get it out to where gamers are to a large extent or or like a steam or something like that so you 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 almost have to play by their rules if you want to get what it is that you make to the people who are most likely to play what it is you've made so and i know jeremy jeremy had had strong feelings uh, about that last last week who's he's now on the line good morning jeremy Hey, good morning, Scott. Uh, hey. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, yeah, like I said uh, last week, this is opening the floodgates for everybody to cry foul, and that's what they're going to do because it's not fair. Um, I mean, it, you know, you you develop these marketplaces, and they, you know, at first they're small, then you develop millions of apps, and all of a sudden you're uh, you're a major contender, and all of a sudden uh, getting in antitrust territory because you control so much, and yeah, this will this will bring about some some possible change. I wonder how much Facebook was getting off of uh, those Farmville purchases back in the day <laughs> because people were spending tons and tons of money on carrot seeds and <laughs> oh yeah, and wearing their friends out in the process. <laughs> It is. Uh, it's interesting uh, of the big antitrust hearings that have been had here lately. Um, Microsoft was one of the names kind of left off the list. I mean, you had Apple, you had Amazon, you had Facebook, you had Google. Microsoft off kind of under the radar right there. And of course, Bill Gates is like, of course, big tech deserves to have these hard questions asked of them. These these. These unsafe and rudely put questions. Of course, they deserve it. Of course, he said that because he's not there. (laughs) I'm not there. All right. Hey, before we take our first break, we have Jerry, who's been patient with us on the phones from Ashland. Jerry, I I appreciate you being patient with us, but I needed somebody that can answer questions as opposed to just me here. So Jeremy's here, so we can go forward now. Jerry, good morning. Hey, y'all are great, and I I like to listen to your incessant babble. Whether Jeremy, <laughs> thank you, sir. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> and, 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 and speaking of Jeremy, I was behind on listening to you guys. I was traveling across country a while back, and I was catching up on my podcast, and I heard Jeremy's rant of a few weeks ago, and that is a class A rant. <laughs> Good for him. Any customer that acts like that deserves deserves it. So having said that, as far as uh, browsers goes, I use Firefox uh, uh, as far as the query engines go. And I say query engines because I don't want to say the G word. I use DuckDuckGo, which is great. Yeah. Uh, You're helping pay for those billboards that are every 20 miles on the interstate and across the entire country. <laughs> well, any money I take away from Alphabet is money well spent. There you go. I hear you. Uh, and I don't think there will be any, any antitrust as far as Facebook and Amazon ago because those companies give too much money to our politicians and they're all a bunch of uh, 
you know, you, you fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Politicians, they're there for themselves first, not for the country first. That's been demonstrated. And the real reason I called you it was because I was wanting to understand how unlocked phones go. I'm tethered to AT&T. I can't stand AT&T, but it's where I live and what only thing that works there. Thank you very much. And so I'm looking to buy a new phone. I have an old beer phone that spontaneously reboots itself and does all kinds of stuff. And so that's a fun feature. I understand. Oh yeah. I mean, if I lose you now, it's not me. It's just thanks to this phone. Um, so I know there's GSM and CDMA and all that stuff, but if you could just give me a primer on buying an unlocked phone and, and how to make it work on, on my network or any given network, I would appreciate it very much. Surely. Right, Jerry, we appreciate so the phone, man. Your, uh, your unlocked phone is typically going to be one that you've either paid out the plan on um, from your current carrier. Uh, so once you've got your device paid off, you can call them and say, unlock my phone, and then you can take it to another carrier of the same kind. Um, you can also buy them directly from the vendors. Uh, that's a good way to get a guaranteed unlocked phone if you don't have one already and you're in the market for one. Uh, you can go straight to Samsung, LG, pick your pick your uh, your type of phone, and you'll be able to go directly to the manufacturer and get it from there. Uh, you can also look uh, with Amazon or Best Buy. Uh, you just let them know that you or you can go on to their site and click on unlocked phones. Just make sure that you buy one that is unlocked. Now, as far as unlocking a phone, um, that process, depending on what you're where you're trying to take your phone, can be uh, or rather uh, complicated ordeal. Or it can be impossible because if you're trying to use, say, a CDMA phone on a GSM network, then it will not work. Um, the uh, the it, Since you're having issues with your current device, my recommendation is to either go straight through a manufacturer or uh, online uh, to find you a fully unlocked device. And when I say unlocked, I mean, like, I have bought a, uh, a phone directly from Samsung before. Um, and I can put any SIM card in I wanted, Verizon, C Spire, AT&T. Um, two of those are CDMA networks, and one of them is GSM, and it worked just fine with both. Um, not every phone is going to be able to do that, although most of your newer devices should be able to jump to just about any network you want. Yeah, I was looking at the uh, X-Cover 4 and the X-Cover Pro, uh, and the reason I want them is because, because I'm rough on phones. And so if I get a phone that is compatible with CDMA and GSM, and I guess that's the two flavors of uh, broadcast networks out there for uh, phone communications, whatever I, I put my SIM card into it, then my phone number transfers with that SIM card. Is that correct? That's correct. Once you put your SIM in that device, as long as your carrier allows you to just swap it, some yeah. carriers require you to still call them and let them know that you're actually moving it from one device to another. But most of these days, you can just put the SIM in the new device and it'll activate. Um, usually it'll say something like it has to download an update for your phone to work with that SIM. You just hit OK and then it would go through and it would reboot. And then there you go. You should be on. Well, thank you very much. And, and by the way, that was a great rant. It was really good. So, y'all <laughs> oh, have thank a great day. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, I've been in customer service uh, in the HVAC industry and also the automotive industry. And sometimes I had a customer one time 
after I did a lot of brake work for him, asked me why the logos on their wheels didn't match up. <laughs> so I put the car back up on the rack and lined up their wheels and put it back down off the rack and said, there you go, ma'am. So I know I, I feel your pain, and, and bless you guys for being there. Have a great day. That's Bye. why I was wobbling. Them, them logos wasn't lined up. Jerry, we appreciate the call, man. <laughs> We'll take our first break here. When we come back, we've got Sue on the phone lines, and we have plenty of stuff to get into, including, Jeremy, my uh, experience buying uh, a brand-new NVIDIA Shield Pro to put on my TV and taking a uh, short-term hit in the pocketbook for hopefully long-term, cheaper possibilities. But, oh, the thing is super-duper fancy, although I've still got to work some things out, still trying to wrangle in the technology. The number you can call is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Apple's releasing new technology. So is Samsung. Google says Chrome tabs will load faster. Does that really mean anything? And uh, Walmart and Amazon are tangling over subscription services. We've got a whole lot of stories to dig into. Your questions as well. This is Everyday Tech. Stay tuned. This is MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening. You can call us up with your questions about any kind of uh, consumer electronics or technology. If you have any problems, reviews, stories, experiences, one eight seven seven mpb ring is the number, one 877 Let's get right back into it. We've got Sue, who is on the line from Beaumont. Sue, thanks for calling in. Good morning. Thank you. Thank <clears throat> uh- I, I just dislike AT&T so much. They're such a sorry provider. I have to call them at least twice a month to repair my landline phone. Uh, you know, it goes out about twice a month. And they come and they uh, patch up the – they just put some more tape over and patch up the wires. They're not going to replace anything because they're trying to get rid of landline phones is what I understand. But anyway, so the tech told me, he said, you know, you can get rid of the, the landline phones and just – there's some device that he was trying to tell me, the name of the device. You plug it into the wall, and then you can just plug your phone into that socket there. Is that true? What is the name of that device? Uh, he was probably talking about something like Magic Jack. Magic Jack. Yeah, does that sound like what he said, Magic Jack? Something like that, Magic Jack. Okay, so where would I, I asked where would I get one? He didn't know. Well, the thing about the Magic Jack is that it uses your internet connection to give you a phone number. Oh, well, I don't have an internet connection. Again, he doesn't provide any internet service where I live, so I don't See? have that. So I can't. So get I don't it know all. what he would have been telling you because you can't just magically pull your phone line at the wall. Um, so it's got to have me, some kind of a connection to the internet. Oh my God, Sue! Let me ask you again: who was who was telling you that they're going to take the phone lines out eventually? Well, I've, I've heard that and read that many times that eventually one technician told me last year that uh, they're, they're going to get rid of the, the landline phones because uh, 
they they don't want to put the money into repairing all the wiring and everything and just go to cable, you know. I'll tell you this, Sue. What? You know, for for the last 15 years, I've heard about how streaming and podcasts are going to kill over-the-air radio. Uh-huh. Still here broadcasting. They ain't going to kill your phone line. I promise you. Really? Yes, ma'am. How, how, but I can't make them improve on the on the service that I get from it, though. Well, yeah, they kind of control that, so that's a fight you'll have to try to fight if you want to fight it. But that that phone line ain't going away anytime soon. And that magic jack won't work, huh? It needs the internet, and I wouldn't even worry about it. As long as you still got a phone line, you'll still have a phone to use, and it should work just fine. All right, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, Bye-bye. ma'am. And I'm just assuming, Jeremy, that that's a technician trying to push people toward another product that's something that they can charge them more for i suppose i mean I, you know i don't i, I don't want to assume that everybody's just trying to push sales on people but I, I don't know what that would be i wish they would give people names of these things so we could figure out what they were yeah but yeah I, I don't i don't know what he would be referring to but i think the real problem with the plain old telephone system aka pots is uh the cost to um uh, maintain the infrastructure and the fact that a lot of the equipment, you, I mean, you just, it's hard to find because it's not being manufactured anymore. So it's not, it's not like they're nefariously driving uh, landlines into the ground. It's just that that technology is so dated, it's difficult to continue to maintain it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not, it, it's not quite like us trying to keep old telegraph lines in place or something, but <laughs> it's, it's getting to the point where that technology is looked at that way. And I know that's bizarre to us, but things move so fast now and everything's going wireless and satellite based and all that. Eventually there will be no lines. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, eventually I do think we'll get to a place where, you know, they're eventually we're not going to have, those landline telephones to use. But in the meantime, I don't think that anybody should be afraid that this is something that they're going to like yank out of the ground next month. There's, there's way too many people that still use it and the, the infrastructure, you know, which is, you know, old school hardware infrastructure, um, our tactile hardware is not the right word. Tactile infrastructure that's that has been built into the ground literally for decades. It's going to be it is it is expensive to replace that stuff, like you said. But I think uh, there's there's too much that's still tied into it, and too many users still to just yank the plug out of the wall on that yet. We'll get there eventually, I believe. Like you said, you know, I think as a, as as the current generation gets older and you have more and more people who through their adult lives have never really had a landline phone and have always used their cell phone for all communication, it'll be much easier for them to pull the plug on that later on. But I still think at this time, there are way, way, way too many people who still use a landline phone for things. So that's just my take. I may be totally wrong, but you know, I still have clients that use fax machines. So I, I, you know, I mean, like, especially like all, a lot of businesses and stuff. I mean, they've, they've had the stuff in place for you know, 20 years. So if it ain't broke, they're, they're not going to fix it. And yeah, some of them just, you know, they do not want to graduate from the technology because for one, no, very few people, especially office workers want to learn new technology. That's, that's like pulling teeth to them. Oh, wait a minute. I've got to find a whole new way to do my job. Great. I love this. 
All right. Uh, we have a fax machine here uh, in radio, but it's kind of like the backup printer, essentially, or copier is more or less what it is. Does anybody use but a copier anymore? There. Right. It is still there. We can, I believe, fax on it if need be, should we need to. Yeah, you can send you can send a fax. Java's over. See, Java's been faxing that, out stuff. Yep. That little paper that says received, though, I don't know <laughs> if it's going to come out. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, we'll take our break here, get caught up on time here. When we come back, we got a lot of stories that we haven't had a chance to dig into yet that we are going to dig into. We would love to hear your calls as well. If you got any calls about any uh, consumer electronics or technology, anything you want to talk about, one eight seven seven mpb ring is the number, 877-672-7464. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio, and we will be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show... Dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening on this Wednesday morning. 877-MPB-RING is the number. 877-672-7464. Jeremy, did you get a chance to at the top of the show? How have things been going in the shop the last week or so? Oh, things have been going good, man. I'm uh, building another gaming rig right now. Um, I got uh, pretty much all the hardware put in it. And I've uh, just about got it wired up, and I'm ready to turn it on for the first time. And I like to always capture this moment on video so I can send it to the person I'm building the computer for oh, so they man. can see it come alive for oh, the first time. Yeah. That's nice. That's excellent. Uh, that's, is that your favorite your favorite thing uh, at the job to do? You know, really and truthfully, I love most of the aspects of my job. Probably my favorite thing to do is, is fix something and, like, clap my hands and walk away from it. Yeah. But <laughs> it's way up there. It's, it's it's something I'm really passionate about doing, and it, it is it is definitely something that I get excited about every time I get one in the shop because, I mean, I, you know, most of the time I, I deal with something broken or something that, that, you know, it was working this way yesterday and now it's not. But whenever I'm putting hardware together, it's it's mostly just uh, I hope once I press the power button, it actually turns on um, because there <laughs> is always the possibility that, you know, some hardware or something could be bad. But it's a much more forgiving part of this job because everything is new and out of the box and it's supposed to work as it should. That reminds me of uh, this is kind of a fix it 101 thing. But uh, a couple of months ago, uh, I installed two ceiling fans on the patio outside of my house and one i took my time and went very slow with the other i kind of threw together uh in a hurry Mm -hmm. before we had to go somewhere 
the one I threw together at the last minute, the second one was it worked fine. The first one that I was so meticulous about never came on. So I was worried, you know, maybe I yanked the wire out of the box up on the roof. So I climbed to the attic. No, that was fine and everything. Um, it turns out that uh, the, the connecting cable that's up in the little motor area had come undone. It's like a nine pin cable and it's got a clip that's supposed to hold it together. And evidently I didn't push it far enough for it to click and it came undone somehow or another. And so, you know, for a month, this ceiling fan sat in my dining room while I was trying to figure out what to do. We're going to box this thing and ship it back or take it back to the, to the lows like they want to deal with it. And, you know, so right before I was going to have to do something one way or the other, because my wife was getting mad because this thing kept sitting in our dining room. I was like, all right, let me try to act like I know what I'm doing and unbox this thing. Just, you know, pull it apart and look at all the parts and try to put it back together. And lo and behold, it worked. So I felt super fancy. My wife wanted me to so, guest host Fix It 101 for a time, but I don't think that qualified me. Anyway, That, uh, that issue or that ordeal with your fan um, is something that uh, uh, we – cross a lot especially when we come across people that um just first start fixing things um never put something all the way back together until you've until you've tested it and made sure that it at least comes on but uh we are all guilty of it in the shop you know you'll you'll uh you'll disassemble a laptop and you put some thermal grease on it and you <laughs> put it all back together and you're like no no everything's good it's all fine you put all the screws back in the bottom of it and forgot to you know plug the cpu fan in or something yep. so you have to take every screw out go all the way back through and it's just you know something that you just overlook so uh yeah my my rule is don't don't put all the screws back into it until you're absolutely sure it's ready to go a lesson well learned all right the phones have blown up so let's go there marvin is up first in hattiesburg marvin good morning thanks for calling hey guys uh thanks for taking my call yeah i just wanted to comment on the situation from the last call the lady that was uh didn't have many options uh for phone service um you know these companies are um, not providing the infrastructure for the wireless communication and internet, and they're uh, kind of reneging on the uh, service for the landline. Um, my wife and I came; we we lived in a very rural area, and as we uh, progress in our occupations, we both depended on the internet uh, to a to a to a, uh, a factor that we had to have it to do our jobs. So, so we actually had to move. We had to relocate mm -hmm. uh, in order to uh, get an internet connection that would support our occupations. Um, and and the the problem is that if I understand things correctly, AT&T was under a court order to provide a, uh, uh, internet connection to a certain uh, speed to us, but they wouldn't do it. They refused to do it. I, I approached them over and over on it. So anyway, um, there's an issue of, you know, the landline is not providing the service needed, but the, internet connection or the wireless services are not available because of infrastructure has not grown out to that point. 
that that's a real big issue where we are, and that's all I want to say. Thank you. Marvin, we appreciate the call this morning. And, uh, yeah, how about that? That's to have progressed in your occupation to the point where you got to move. That's, that's a big deal. I understand that. 877-MPB-RING is the number, 877-672-7464. Ann in Starkville is up next. Ann, thanks for calling. Good morning. Yes, thank you. Um, I think I heard you mention Atari at the beginning of the program. <laughs> yes, ma'am. What, what do you do with an old Atari? Just put it in the trash? Uh, you can uh, box that up and send that to uh, me, Jeremy Thompson. Uh <laughs> <laughs> If you have an old Atari, there are collectors that would love to have that. You could take that. I mean, it, you could. I would say it could be as simple as going to whatever the nearest flea market is to you, and somebody will snap that thing up from you in a heartbeat. I, okay. I definitely wouldn't throw it in the garbage. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Maybe that'll be an option. Yes, ma'am. I mean, you could. Uh, I mean, if if you have a Facebook, uh, I mean, you could you could post it and I'm sure somebody would have a son or a daughter or a grandson who would. I mean, I'm sure there are six ways from Sunday you could get that get rid of that thing and make somebody else's day in the process very quickly. Okay, thank you. And maybe even get some money if that's what you're uh, what you're into. No, we just, <laughs> I just don't want to throw it away if someone else can, is interested. There you go. If you can't find anybody, you can always uh, uh, go to MPB's website, scroll down to the bottom of the front page, and see that uh, that uh, physical mail listing. Mail it to us, and I'll get it to Jeremy if I can. Oh. If I find a way oh. down there, if not, it may have to stay temporarily at my house anyway. Okay. Oh. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and we appreciate the call. I, you know, I made a joke right at the start of the show about if you, because uh, we didn't have you on the line yet, Jeremy. So I was like, if anybody has any questions about anything, you know, higher than like Atari level uh, technology, <laughs> yeah. uh, you may want to hold off. And sure enough, we got a call about an Atari. That's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> and thanks for that. That's uh, that made me laugh. All right, let's go back to the phones. We have David on the line in Mobile. David, thanks for calling. Good morning. Yeah, hello. Um, this woman was talking about um, replacing her landline or trying to be talked into doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, cousin Brenda, several years back, um, talked mother into changing over to what is called AT&T Wireless Home Phone. It basically, it's a device that adapts a standard telephone to the cell phone system. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe that's what he was talking about. Yeah, may- maybe. Uh, but uh, personally, I hated it. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, know you, you couldn't dial out because uh, it was, uh, shall we say, impatient. Uh, mm. I had to hit redial in order for it to dial fast enough to, for this thing to accept. <laughs> so... Man, that's frustrating when that happens, right? Yeah, I, every time I wanted to call out, I had to enter the phone number and then hit redial because the thing was too impatient to uh, let me look up the numbers and hit the buttons. You had to dial really, really fast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but basically, that's what it did. It, it adapted um, the uh, a standard home phone to the cell phone system, and it's not internet compatible interesting so it takes your phone and makes okay. it basically an in-home cell phone 
Basically, yeah. All right, David, we appreciate the call. Thanks for the heads up. All right, one eight seven seven MPB ring is the number one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Next up on the phones is Dave from Bethel Springs, Tennessee. Dave, good morning. Good morning. I appreciate your information. I'm all over these people that have just called. I've got every problem they had and then some. I've got a, <laughs> I've got a hundred and twelve questions, but I'll try to narrow it down a little bit. We've had the AT and T phone house phone for years. My sister is disabled. She's technically legally blind, so she needs multiple phones in the house. AT&T is trying to sell like they talked to this other gentleman. They want to sell you a cell phone that will ring your house phones. That's not why I called. I'm trying to figure out how to get high-speed Internet out in the rural areas. Now, I've got AT&T coming out, and they're saying that the high-speed Internet will work off their cell towers. And my question is, have you guys had any experience with high-speed Internet working off of cell towers? So uh, anytime you go into a city, you're technically using high-speed Internet on a cell tower if you've got a smartphone. So the question would be how good is your reception out in that area to determine how high-speed your Internet will actually be? Because it's possible where you are, you might be able to get 4G speeds, or it might throttle down to 3G, which is rather slow these days um but they should be able to do some some tests and figure out uh where uh they can put you if you do have enough reception out there uh that you should be able to get decent internet now that said this is something that you want to make sure if you're going to be like streaming or anything that's using a lot of data uh that you're keeping your eye on your data consumption because those charges will eat you up pretty fast well, I, I understand the data and everything. The problem that I'm having is how do you know which service is the best? They will not even come out to your property unless you agree to sign up. You have to sign up for the product, get on the billing system before they'll even send the technician out to measure and see whether you can get the service and what it will be. And then they're right. Hmm. You can cancel and if, it, if it doesn't suit you. you got two weeks to cancel. But uh, know, that's ridiculous to do it. Well, see, the only way you can do it is by looking at their coverage map online, I guess, and putting your zip code and it'll tell you, oh, yeah, you do or don't have service there. Um, it, everybody's area is different. I would say um, if, if you have any neighbors that you can ask, if you, if you have a smartphone yourself uh, looking at your service out in your area, uh, you could do uh, speed tests with the speed test app uh, to see what kind of speeds you might be getting uh, with wireless Internet. Um, the only way to really test it would be able to, ta- to, to take one of those devices out there and run it. Uh, but everybody's area is different. And with you being in Tennessee, I wouldn't know which way to advise you. Uh, in most of Mississippi, it's uh, Verizon or Ceasefire, but up in your area, I, I just don't know. Verizon won't work very well at all here where I'm at, and I have AT&T, and I've got a log of speed test that looks like the phone book. I've been checking that daily, hourly, by the minute sometimes. As soon as I run a speed test, I'll run another one, both on the cell phone. What would you say your average downstream speed is? I don't know what you'd call average. I've had as little as 2 megabits per second. The highest I've ever had was 38 megabits per second on the cell phone now. And on my human okay, so, service, it's almost identical. So okay, you- so the, I, 
it, it's going to depend on what time of day you try to run these tests. Um, and, and again, your signal strength and where you are. But um, if pretty much you would have to just run the average of those and see, are, are you happy with that speed? Two is getting pretty low. 38 is rather decent. In fact, uh, a lot of people on, uh, you know, uh, Comcast's lowest tier of speed get about 30. So that's that's pretty good. Two on my computer. I've got a HP laptop that's less than a year old. And two, it won't. It'll just buffer. It won't even begin to pick up anything. Like if you want to look at a YouTube video or something, much less TV. I don't. Streaming to me is just a fantasy. I don't even know what that is. But right. I've got, I've got seven TVs in this house, of which five are smart TVs that have never been hooked up because of no Internet service. Mm. Uh, I, I, given your back. situation, I, I would use very few devices on that connection if you do set it up, and I would not put all seven smart TVs on it because they like to phone home a lot. There are zero hooked up to it. That's my point. I don't even have them hooked up at all. None of them. I'm talking to you on a cable or a cell phone out in the driveway right now. That's it. That's the only thing that's on right. that. So, so I, I, I mean, I'm looking at a four. I'm looking at four G maps for AT and T and Verizon, and everything in East, like the entirety of East Tennessee, uh, basically all the way parallel to the Alabama state line is covered. So I don't know if if if. The, to the degree of what yeah. coverage you get, but it's basically saying that anything in East Tennessee should be, you should be okay for 4G, at least Verizon yeah, well, and AT&T. Those, those maps are deceptive, though, because, you know, two two megabits per second is not 4G speed. Sure, yeah. So uh, what, I'm, what I'm going by is uh, I'm saying if you do set up something at your home, I would not put all of those devices on it because of that issue with the uh, with the speed. I, I would I would keep it fairly limited, um, and maybe even cut it off when it's not in use. If you have like a home hotspot or however they're going to set that up, but if you're getting 38 megabits per second, that's that's more than sufficient. Um, again, you would just want to make sure you're keeping your eye on your data consumption. But it's the the question to me is how frequently are you getting two and below five because that's that's not sufficient enough to satisfy most people's needs for the Internet. 60% of the time, I get less than 10. 60% mm. of the time. The 4G shows up on my phone about once a week in the upper left-hand corner on the antenna string. Wow. I well, see you can get boosters uh, to boost the signal strength to your house or in your house, uh, but these are not uh, uh, pocket-friendly endeavors. Um, you will need something to amplify the signal to your house, uh, and they may be able to do uh, something where they mount an antenna externally to boost that signal strength. Um, I can your market's going to vary. Um, yeah, make sure if to you're put... getting under 10, 60% of the time, I, I don't love those numbers, but um, I, uh, I would say you might want to give them the two-week trial and just see how it goes with, with what they set up and see if they can set up something outside of your home uh, to get you better signal strength. I've got an antenna on the roof that's AT&T approved. It didn't come from them. It's a signal booster that I bought five years ago for that very purpose, and it didn't mm -hmm. help. It hasn't helped. So I appreciate your time. I don't want to take up your whole day, but I'll call with 111 other questions another 
<laughs> Dave, thank you for the call, right. man. We really do appreciate it. And if you do, you know, maybe uh, there are some boosters specific to the carrier that can act a little bit better. But, yeah, don't go into that on your own. Put that on put that on your carrier to do. Make them uh, foot the bill for that. We appreciate the call. Let's uh, I was going to say, if he's got a signal booster on his house and it's five years old, it may not even be 4G compatible. So um, it it, it may be, but if he gets good signal strength for phone calls, but he's not getting good data, that would that would be a good indicator. Um, His his average speed was not great, though. But, um, you know, if he's got a two week trial, at least he can call him and say, hey, come get your stuff within that two weeks. If he can get enough speed tests out there and get a good average of what he thinks he'll be getting overall. It is a risky uh, endeavor, though. And again, not cheap. Yeah, and I understand his uh, angst to want to get into bed with them for that two week trial, because, you know, if it turns out he doesn't want it, it's going to, you know. He's going to need a, an army of people to get them to let go of him. So good luck with that. Uh, and talk to somebody from McNary County. I've done so many weather updates that have been in North Mississippi that have included McNary County, Tennessee. I actually get to talk to somebody from there. Put sort of a voice with the place. Anyway, let's go to Gordon, who's in Tupelo. Gordon, good morning. Thanks for calling in. Hey, thank you. So I live in Tupelo. I moved here about seven years ago, and I looked down an old uh, Dell, uh, what was it, Windows 7? I don't know, about 14 years old. and So I moved it, and I thought about firing it up the other day because I got so many pictures on there. Well, I don't remember the password, so do I need to find a kit that can hack into it or what? How do I get into it? Um, that's the best way to do it is take it to a local shop and just tell them you need to bypass the password. They should have some kind of a disk or a utility or something that can get around it. Um, if if you cannot remember your password, now you may also, um, if it will let you type in a username, you may want to try administrator with no password and see if, uh, that will let you around. But in most cases, just getting somebody to unlock the password because the, uh, admin account in windows seven is typically disabled by default. Okay. Hey, real quick, uh, note, you were talking about Atari, uh, (laughs) when I was, uh, 17, I knew, uh, I lived in Los Gatos, California. I knew Nolan Bushnell, and I actually made the first uh, long game. It was arcade, of course, uh, 1972. Wow. And, yeah, we went to Radio Shack and got a bunch of black and white TVs and ripped out just the tube and silk screen cabinets. And, uh, yeah, I got a chance to do that. It was a lot of fun. That factory in the 70s was something else. Wow. Man, I need to call your so Gordon. I need to call your show instead of you calling my show. No, I ain't got no show, but I enjoy listening to you guys. And uh, yeah, I'll try to get this this thing opened up. And yeah, anyway, thank you. All right, all right. Good luck, Gordon. Thank you for the call, Gordon. Mikey, we've got thirty seconds left in the show, so I don't want to uh, rush your call. Uh, send us an email or call us back. Uh, we'll be back on uh, next Wednesday at ten a.m. And uh, boy, all of these. I, mean, we, I, you know, I had all of these stories. It happens every week. I have all these stories I'm ready to every dig week. into. And then uh, the calls get going and we don't get to talk about anything except for just on the surface. So, as always. It's the thought that counts, Jay. <laughs> right. At least I get to keep up with the latest technology news anyway. Uh, as always, when I put this uh, episode up on the website and roll out the uh, podcast, you'll be able to have these links 
to all these stories, uh, including uh, Zoom uh, quadrupling uh, their revenue, <laughs> uh, Overcast telling you which podcasts are tracking you. Uh, as we mentioned, Apple coming out with new stuff, including two Apple Watches and new iPad Air, Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 2, which is going to launch on the 18th, so just a couple of weeks away for a cent shy of two grand. That's cheap. And uh, your Google Chrome tabs loading 10% faster. Again, I'll see it, with I, see it when I believe it. And a Galaxy Tab uh, 7S and 7S Plus from Samsung coming out on September 18th. So we'll have those links and more. All right, that's going to do it for us. Stay tuned. Coming up next is Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart. We'll be back next Wednesday at 10 with Everyday Tech right here on MPB Think Radio.